I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Okay, fourth inning, Blue Jays trailing the Rays. 6-3, Oilers' first on-ice sessions of training camp today. We have a preseason game right here on 6.30, Chad. Sunday, 2.30 face-off show, game at 4. Oilers host the Jets. And then on Monday, they're in Seattle. The face-off show will be at 6, and the game will start at 8. Look forward to having you tune in to those games. The Elks on a bye week, uh, they're back at it on October 1st. They're going to host Montreal. We'll actually have a double header for you on 6.30, Chad, that day. Elks first, followed by the Oilers. Thursday night football, six and a half minutes left in the first quarter. 0-0, Steelers and Browns as uh, Jack Michaels, who will be doing uh, the play-by-play for Monday's game when the Oilers play Seattle, unavailable for inside sports tonight. Uh, So that means Cam Moon is uh, on tonight and Jack will be on tomorrow. Mooner, uh, I'm wondering... What would have to be on television or what event would you have to be attending to turn down the opportunity to be on Inside Sports? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, if they were rerunning uh, Stampede Wrestling episodes, maybe? How about that? <laughs> You'd be too busy. You'd be like, no, Reed, I can't. I, if I'm going to be too Bugs focused. Bunny, a Bugs Bunny marathon, maybe? That, that could do it. I don't know. Your, your standards are amazing. That's great. <laughs> Come on, Reed. There's nothing. I, you're my you're my first priority here. Like, come on. Well, you are very kind to me, though I'm not sure if I'm totally comfortable being your first priority. But it's one of the higher up ones, I suppose, is fine. Anyway, that's, that's good. Okay. <laughs> now, are you? What, what are you? I assume you have something on in the background. I know you like uh, baseball. baseball. Yeah. You watch almost anything, but you're watching the baseball. Yeah, I got the I got the Jays on. I will. Um, check in on the football from time to time and if it gets close and good i'll 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 go with it but i want to see what the jays got you know they got the rays here right now so this is this is a good test all right uh and what are you doing tomorrow night oh so here uh, you know i was i was torn torn (laughs) reed because you got you got western league home opener for the oil kings and i love going to oil king games but but the University of Alberta University of Alberta Golden Bears football plays at home to U of S. So here's my thought process on this. The Western League plays 68 regular season games. I'm going to have lots of opportunity to watch hockey. I don't have a lot of opportunity to watch football outside in nice weather. So I think I'm going to option with the football tomorrow. I think what that's think? a smart plan. And you went uh, you went to the game a couple of weeks ago when the Bears played at home, and you yeah, got to they, see them play extremely well. So hopefully, you yeah. know, a huge game tomorrow against Saskatchewan. 
And you know, I, a, you know, a week ago the Elks beat the the Riders, which is you know just good for football. And if the Bears can beat the Huskies, I mean that it's just all coming together. It really is. That's that's very good how you put it. I appreciate that. Uh, Cam Boo joining us at Inside Sports, uh, play-by-play voice along with Jack Michaels for our radio broadcast here on 630 Chad. They're going to split the uh, preseason. You will hear Mooner. Do you even know how many games you're doing? Like 60, 58, 64? I don't know. I don't know. I'll just, I don't know. We'll just say you're doing 60. I don't know. I think last year was closer to 70. but Wasn't that many, eh? Yeah. I don't, but I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I, honestly, Reed, I just worry about the next game. I don't, I don't look too far ahead. Tell you the truth. Keeping the picture small, just like Jay Woodcroft. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to keep the picture small. I'm, I just have to. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I try to be like that as well. Okay, so we were at training camp today. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get to some more comments from Jay Woodcroft later on. Uh, some comments from Ryan McLeod. Uh, I had some Yessi Pulley stuff in the first half of the show, first uh, half hour of the show. I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you something, uh, and, I, and I referenced this when I was talking about Pulley You know, we, as observers of the game, you can never know how a player felt exactly because you can't live in his skin. Um, but sometimes you can say a player looked confident or looks like he's maybe lost some confidence. Um, sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes a player will, will tell you when you're talking to him, sometimes years after the fact. Remember that shot I made that everybody was so excited yeah. about? I wasn't even aiming for that corner. I, I mishit it, and it went in the other corner, and I looked like it, or whatever, right? But Drew Remenda said to me on this show several years ago, you don't lose your confidence. You choose to give it away. Yeah. True or false? What do you think? Yeah, maybe to some degree. Um, it's it's funny how confidence, like everybody's different. For some people, it's more fleeting than others. And that just comes down to, I guess, the way you approach things or or, or maybe your, you know, your confidence in yourself. Like some people are incredibly self-confident and even when things go wrong, they can they can just keep their chin up and and they're fine they can power through and then some people if something goes wrong and and there's a bit of a cratering going on and it's tough to get it back so i think it's incredibly individual um and and i understand what drew's saying and for for some people that's the way it is they they can just choose to to keep that confidence for others it's far more difficult so I'm going to say that that's on an individual basis as to uh, the ability to to either gain it or hold it because you're going to have ups and downs over the course of the season and and over the course of, uh, you know, even a training camp or or the preseason or even in a period. So, yeah, you got to be able to to ride that stuff out, whether it goes, you know, really well or, or, or not so well. Uh, to to be in that same mind frame that you can be successful because once that starts to waver, it's really tough. Like like they say, whether you think you can or you think you can't, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way you're right, and yeah. and that's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, it's like when golfers get the yips, right? I mean, if yep. you're especially the high end guys, if you're playing on the yep. PGA Tour, 
you know how to make a five-foot putt, but sometimes guys go through spells where they just can't do it, right? Yep. So, yep. yeah, exactly. it, it is interesting, and, and I do think that has been a factor for Pugliarvi, perhaps some uh, some other factors, but it, he's, uh, you know you know what I say a million times, he's a confounding player, but he is tantalizing. Uh, yeah. you, just, you, just, you just wonder where this goes, because like the, the, the trade stuff and the discussion and the, the fan discussion and the media uh, articles and, you know, shows like this, it, it's so much pull the RV, pull the RV, pull the RV. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he sits there and reads it or listens to it. Cause I do think most players block out most of it, most of the time. Um, but it is a lot of attention on one player. And I just wonder if uh, eventually him escaping that might be good for everybody. I don't know. I think I'm speculating the trade rumors persist. I don't know if something's actually going to happen, but I, I, I just wonder if it's just, if it just weighs on you after a while. Yeah. I'm, it would, I think it would, if you paid a lot of, t- of attention to it. I don't know how much attention, yes, the pays event like pays to it. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't think he does like hardly at all. And good for him because it would be far better if you're oblivious to it because he is. It's it's amazing, like just so polarizing there's a lot of people that absolutely love them and then there's you know there's a a complete segment that uh would like to see him moved so i just hope he comes in plays hard plays well like he did at the start of last season and gives himself a good opportunity and you know finds his spot on the team wherever that is if that's in the top six great if it's on the third line outstanding be the best third line right winger you can be but i i just hope he has a a good preseason and and is able to you know build off what he did in the first half of last year and and then we go from there because he's an incredibly easy person to like and he's his default is happy and and i like that and i appreciate that so i i want him to do well here Cam Moon joining us tonight, Inside Sports on 630 Chat. Okay, as we go through training camp, I, I talked earlier in the week about some of my storylines, uh, Broberg and Murray, how, how are they going to play, uh, how Holloway is going to do, what's going to happen with the PTOs of uh, Vertanen and um, and Demers, who will, will have a comment from Jay Woodcroft on Demers a little bit later on. We're talking about Pugliarvi being a storyline. Anything that you were thinking about going in or anything that you saw today where you thought like, okay, that's something to pay attention to? Uh, and I think I was influenced by the Penticton tournament. So definitely Dylan Holloway, or, because I thought he was he was really good in Penticton, and it looks like he's awfully close uh, to being an NHL player. But you got to see what it looks like in the preseason, and then if he's good there, you got to see what it looks like in the regular season because it keeps getting ramped up, you know. So that that's part of it. So I, I'm definitely watching that. I, I think Philip Proberg's an NHL defenseman. So to me, I don't. I don't know that I'm watching that extra close or anything. I just, I assume he's playing in the National Hockey League. The guy that I, I liked in Penticton that showed me uh, significant improvement from one year to the next, and I really want to see him at an NHL camp, is uh, Max Warner, the 19-year-old defenseman that plays as Moose Shaw in the Western Hockey League. Uh, he, he was paired up with Broberg in Penticton, and I think that helped for sure. But he was very poised, played physical, and I thought was solid. Seventh-round pick of the Oilers in 21, and uh, he was paired up with uh, Darnell Nurse today. So 
again puts him in a really good spot. But if he gets a, a game or two, I want to I want to see how he how he does at, at that level because that's a step up. And he's come a long way from where he was a year ago. Also, uh, Xavier Borgo is about to embark on his first year of pro hockey after a solid career in the Quebec Major Junior League and with Winnegan going all the way to the Memorial Cup, so QMJHL champion last year. Uh, again, so watching him from where he was a year ago, and he, he played preseason last year, got a game in or two, and, and was pretty good. Let's see where he is a year down the road. Uh, I, I'm of course, you know I will default to netminding any and all chances I get, so I'll be watching uh, Jack Campbell uh, something close for sure and Stuart Skinner uh, for sure. Um, so that's important as well, at least in my eyes. But, you know, hey, goaltending is important all the time. But, you know, uh, Campbell's a new player for the Oilers, so you definitely want to watch him and, and see how he fits in and how he does. And, and, I mean, how he does in the preseason isn't, like, overly – uh, important because you know he's going to be the guy, but as long as he's ready to go when the regular season starts. So to me, there's a lot of interesting storylines, and it's just so fun to be back at the rink and, and to get this thing going, and, and the fact that they're going to be wearing the old school jerseys and all that stuff. I don't know, it just gets me all fired up. Well, it is good to be back, and it, it is uh, it, it's refreshing to have a lot of the conversation. And, and of course, you know, I'm not counting chickens, but they they should be yeah. a good team, and we're not talking about you know who's going to be the, the the first line left winger i mean they got some some pretty good forwards they're looking to round out the roster sure some younger players you hope are are, yep. are, are going to step up and and i know with with the cap how are they going to get under the cap we, we know smith and clefbaum are going to be on ltir might you have to expose a veteran player to i guess that's another storyline could there be a veteran player exposed to waivers uh going into the opening day roster but it's it's not like they're going to risk losing a, a top end player or anything like that so it is fun to be back and it's fun to be hanging out with you you again mooner hey we'll let you get back to uh reruns of golden girls <laughs> thank you for being a friend yes <laughs> oh mooner nailed it that is uh cap mood checking in on inside sports tonight uh yeah it's uh it's a fun one going into cap here for the Oilers. we're keeping an eye on uh on a few things here with the game starting on sunday Okay, uh, Cleveland got a touchdown, 98 seconds left in the first quarter. They're leading Pittsburgh 7-0 in Thursday Night Football. We'll keep you posted on that game. Uh, you are welcome to chime in, 780-496-0063, whether you want to talk about Pugliarvi, McLeod, or uh, other storylines after day one on the ice for the Oilers. It's Inside Sports on Chet. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Okay. A guy who played for four hockey teams last season. He's going to be heard between 7 and 7.30 on Inside Sports. And those crazy college kids at the U of A are trying to break the Guinness World Record for the world's largest dodgeball game. 
So I want to know how they're going to do this, how it's going to work, how many people they're going to have. Uh, I'm also curious as when did Guinness become the holder of world records and who did it before them? Was there like a battle or something to determine? I don't know. Um, Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Kellen, what do we have, my friend? Let's get uh, your feedback on uh, training camp, and uh, well, basically your feedback on these questions. Uh, we got <laughs> Andy, uh, the carpet guy, text again. He says, "I'm thinking that this will be the year we get a handle on what JP really is as a hockey player. Late bloomer, hip surgery, and a walkout. I think this of well, oh, okay, with JP, yeah, a walkout year. Uh, I can't say what he'll do. Like you read, I'm tantalizingly confounded." Give him 25 games, and hopefully GM Holland will also get his answer, we hope. That's from Andy to Carpet Guy. Yeah, he's 24, basically 24 and a half, turned 24 in May. Yeah, I mean, like 15 goals, 14 goals. I mean, not bad. I mean, it's not as if he's a a, fourth overall pick who's getting three goals a year. It is an obvious bust. Um, you know, would have been great to have some more production from him in the playoffs. Would have been great to have some more production from a couple other guys in the playoffs. Sure. Um, I just, he, here's one thing that bugs me a little bit. And honestly, I, I don't know if it's anybody who interacts with me on this program, because I think most of you are, are pretty reasonable. And even when you're passionate, you, you, you know, you provide logic for what you're thinking. But I, 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 and I don't look on Twitter a lot, but I saw a couple replies to my uh, post yesterday when Ken Holland said that it was a frustrating season for Pugliarvi. And somebody basically said, well, yeah, I'd be frustrated too if I was demoted and had to play behind a guy that the Oilers later traded away and had to sweeten the pot by giving draft picks away as well for another team to take him. And that's the reference for, for Zach Cassian. You know, who got to play, uh, you know, he was up there with McDavid and Dreisaitl for the last couple of games of the Colorado series. So, but but I think that that's looking at it backwards. Like, I, I think that there's, and I, and again, I think it's a small percentage of, of the Pugliarvi supporters. Um, like, I think there's this perception that he's somehow being screwed over by the coaches. But as I said, it's happened with four coaches. I'm going to play him in the top six. I'm going to play him in the top six. You know what? I can't play him in the top six anymore. I mean, okay, like he played behind Cassian, and Cassian kind of got given away in a deal. But I, I think the Oilers were, are, were at a point where they have tried to trade him, and they probably couldn't give him away because there are so many question marks about him. Um, so, I mean, we can go into to, to why this happened, you know, talk about his confidence, who should he play with, this, that, and the other thing. But he's he's not getting the short end of it, guys. Like, coaches are making decisions based on winning, and when they've looked at the lineup, the longer they've coached him, it seems like the less uh, confidence they, they've had in him, putting him up there. So, you know, he's, and, and, and I don't know, I guess some people are really relying on the advanced stats and scoring chances and puck possession. Yes, interesting stuff, for sure. You know, projected goals, theoretical goals fun show me the actual goals and and if you're going to talk about all those good plays you got to mention the negative ones as well he makes good plays but he makes really tough plays and he has some really bad nights he he, he is this is not a player who is who at least at least recently gotten the short end of the stick from, from coaches i think he's been given opportunities what else don't Chuck texts in and he says, hey, Reed, he would like to see McLeod with Furtanen and Holloway on a line. Say that again. 
he would like to see McLeod with Vertanen and Holloway on a line. That's from Chuck. Well, I think in the preseason, we're going to see a lot of things. But I, I'm going to say this again, and I said it last night, and we'll get to the clip that Woody gave me earlier today. I'd like to see Holloway play a little bit with McDavid and or Dreisaitl in the preseason, just to see how that looks. That That's really what I would want to see. Because I'm sure if Holloway makes the team, he's probably on the third line. But I would like to see what he could do with those big guys, even if it's just for a flash. All right, we got to do the news and weather, a little more on the Oilers, and then that big dodgeball game.